It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, hello and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Wizards podcast. Ben Standing here along with uh, special guest star, Mr. Bobby Bancroft. You can, of course, follow us on Twitter at Locked On Wizards, at Ben Standing. He is at Bobby Bancroft. Uh, and Bobby, we just watched the Washington Wizards win a basketball game here at Capital One Arena. They beat the New York Knicks, uh, and they did it rather convincingly. Third straight win for the Wizards. I don't really even care that they won three in a row, Bobby. My take is three games in a row, they actually showed up to play. That is the narrative here on this here podcast. It's not the win or the losses, it's the effort. And they weren't showing it consistently uh, in some of these games. Uh, they did a better job tonight. I know you uh, you got to watch them tonight. Am I wrong? Am I, am I, am I, I mean, am I overstating that they should, looked like a team tonight that knew what it was doing on both ends of the court and did it more or less for four quarters? Yeah, no, absolutely. And I was pretty much on the Knicks side of things today. And that was, you know, what you got from Hornacek. You know, he's like at the half. We both have, you know, 60-plus points. And it was a matter of who's going to actually play some defense. They did. We never did. So, you know, the, the Wizards maintained a great pace the whole game. They basically just they started strong. They continued strong. They ended strong. And at some point, they shut the Knicks down for a little bit, and that's all it took. I've been, for some reason lately, I've been on a uh, kick of watching a lot of reruns of The Office. Mm-hmm. And it was the one, uh, the oh, one the, I saw today. The race? The fun run. I saw yeah. that one today, and Jim says to Pam, what's your strategy? Yeah. He's like, well, I'm going to start fast. I'm going to go fast in the middle, and then I'm going to finish fast. <laughs> right. He's like, why don't more people do that? Yeah. And that's just when you just said that. that that's what reminded me. Of and you don't see that in the NBA all the time, right? And that's, that's where you know you get games like the Wizards have had this year where, hey, how did they lose to this team? How do they lose to the Hawks? How do they lose to the Knicks? How do they lose to the Lakers? And it's by, you know, not following Pam's strategy. <laughs> right. And obviously, look, I mean, you're, 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 I mean, the Knicks led by nine points at one, at one stage of the first half. And you're going to have, you know, we, 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 no matter who it is, the NBA is built for runs, yeah. short shot clock, the three-pointer, all that. Back-to-backs. So, right, right. So you're, so you're going to have all that. And the, Knicks, the Wizards had to lead early. The Knicks fought back early in the second quarter. The, the, the Wizards with their second unit kind of lost it a little bit. And the, the Knicks, who have a lot of scoring off the bench, obviously Michael Beasley, he had 20 today. You got guys like Doug McDermott, Kyle O'Quinn. I mean, all those guys individually would be benefits, say, to a Wizards second unit. So, so they have some good things. But then the starters came back in, did things good. And then the third quarter, right off the jump, Wizards, uh, John Wall had a big third quarter. Wizards outscored 26-14, put it away. And, you know, for the most part, you know, we always get a little bit nervous when the lead Gets cut a little bit and it got down from like uh, 18. 19 to 10. Yeah. And we, oh, but but no, the, the Wizards didn't make any anybody rewrite a story tonight. They they they, they, they put it away. Um, and to what you're saying, you started from the third quarter. The Knicks locker room, you heard from a bunch of people, Jared Jack, Porzingis, and Hornacek talk about it was really that last possession of the first half 
for the Wizards where Beal missed a shot, the Knicks sort of didn't move, Wheel got, uh, Wall got the rebound, put up a shot of the buzzer, and they scored to give them the lead. And then, you know, they never sort of looked back. And Hornacek said, hey, you know, you don't want to go back to something in the first half, but it did seem like it started there. It wasn't even at halftime. But when you go down the thing and you look at the plus minus, look at all the starters for the Knicks and the start, you know, I mean, it's just, they, he, they, they were just crushing their first team for not competing hard enough and just how great the Wizards competed tonight, particularly uh, Gortat being able to play off of the, the two guards and know, know where to be. Yeah, no, and, and you mentioned Marcin Gortat, a guy that we haven't t- – yeah, we talk about him all the time, but we won't talk about his offensive explosions. Had that today, a season-high 21 points, 9 of 10, shooting at 8 rebounds. But Gortat and Beal really, from the, from the start, were making everything. Beal went 11 for 14 for 27 points. The two of them never cooled down. They just kept it going, um, and it was a good, a good Gortat night. The Wizards, while they've been affected with a small ball lineup of late – Against the Knicks, when you have seven foot three Porzingis, you have Enos Cantor, who's one of the better uh, offensive rebounder, interior scorers in the league. You kind of have to stay big. That's but basically what Scott Brooks said. They did that, and it worked out uh, quite nicely for the Wizards. But let me ask you this question: You said you're on the Knicks side, so I get that. But you've been, you haven't been here as a well, you were here for the other game. I know in the stands for the Houston game, but you haven't been here in the media side for a couple weeks ago, right? Yeah, I can't remember what game, but I've, I've been here enough. Yeah, yeah, no, but I'm saying, does it, like, we have a we have a policy on this podcast. Okay. We're not talking about a Wizards turnaround until we actually see it happening. All right, I, I may be cheating slightly, because something I'm going to be writing for Fan or Exports that will be up later is sort of to say that it's for these three games, they have, for the first time in a long time, started to put together winning habits. I mean, this is well, their first. And especially at home, too, right? We saw them go on that big home run, was it last year? Yeah. Now, you know, they've won eight and nine, five in a row. I mean, I've had people come to me saying, hey, you're working the Wizards game? I'm looking at their schedule. I think they're going to go on a run. Well, it's, it's, And it has to be now, right? It's set up nicely. They, 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 I think starting tonight was six or seven at home. Um, but it started, like I said, I don't want to keep harping on this, but the, the issue has not been the, the losses to those bad teams. It's been the lack of effort, the, the lack of, uh, of focus, the, the, the clear signs of, well, we're going to show up tonight and win because they stink. Now, the Bulls were obviously, again, the hottest team in the NBA at the time, so maybe the Wizards didn't look at them the same. And the Knicks, they're they're now two games under five hundred, but I think they've lost like six of seven or six, something like that. They've, they've I think been it's on five a, of six. Right. So, so obviously, you know, they've been a pretty good team all year. And, you know, you have like a guy like Porzingis who gets a lot of attention. You know, it's hard to look past them. But regardless, the Wizards have put together good habits. It's a good sign to see. I won't I won't go against my own statement of saying – uh, well, I just that, think even if you look at their record, it's starting to look like like it's starting to look like a good record. Right. Well, I mean, they're eight and three since John Wall's come back, yeah. and that's obviously been um, a big part of it. Um, the NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Are we getting bad weather here, by the way? What's the deal? Like, I, I feel like, you know, all the schools are closing all of a sudden, but that's 
become a thing now where they just sort of do it if it's going to be windy. I mean, I hear these terms like, what was the term? This like, bu- su- like storm- cyclone or cyclone bomb or something? Yeah, it didn't sound great. No, it really sounded uh, awful. But like, I I don't know. I I don't deal with the weather well. I just basically wake up, look outside, and determine how much how many layers I need to wear. Same. The only problem with something like this is if the I don't know. If we're buried, which doesn't sound like we're going to be, but nonetheless, if things happen, I'm I'm completely ill prepared right now in my home. I have no nothing. It actually sounds like like Virginia Beach is going to get buried, like places that aren't ready for it at all. Not that we do a great job of handling it here, but it sounded like you know Williamsburg, Virginia Beach, Norfolk. Um, this is the Locked On Weather Podcast. <laughs> well, I I I I, I sort of uh, veered for a second because my my head went. Do we need to leave immediately? Are we going to get? <laughs> Well, I mean, Snowmageddon. Somebody the, who is often part of this podcast after games, I believe, exited stage left quickly for, yeah, the, for, I, that, for that exact I reason. I believe that that person would do that. <laughs> um, yes. Uh, so, so here would be the, uh, to me, there's a lot of good numbers here to look at. I already mentioned Gortat had a good game. Uh, Beal, good numbers. A little surprised to see that Morris had his, this is his first double double of the year. That stands out to me as being surprising. Well, that's where I was just going to go. You sort of figure like he would have some of those along the way. I mean, well, he, he has he hasn't been he hasn't been getting the rebounds. He he got 11 rebounds last game, 11 rebounds this game. It's the first time he's had back to back games with at least 10 plus rebounds since the last two games of the Celtics series. And in terms of the regular wow. season, he hadn't done it in almost a calendar year. Almost it was like mid to, mid to late January the, the last time. He's never been a great rebounder in his career. You know, seven eight kind of range. But most of this year, he's been in, like, the four range. Uh, and, you know, again, he was working back from injuries, things like that. But when we talk about why the – I mean, I've said this a million times till I'm blue in the face. I'm sure people who listen to this are sick of me saying this. Or maybe you look at it and say, yeah, Ben knows what he's talking about. That, to me, Marky Morris is what turned this thing last year from being interesting to being holy crap. He's the barometer. Well, because, I mean, he gives them an element that they don't they don't have otherwise. As great as Wall and Beal are and as, as good as Otto Porter is and Gortat – having the fifth guy, when the ball swings to him, he can either make the shot, which, you know, he, he was five for nine for tonight, just one of four from three. But, you know, he's he's obviously shown the ability to do that. But now he can – if he's getting rebounds and he's the guy – like he had to guard Porzingis to boot. So not only did he get a double-double, he was the primary, primary player on Porzingis. Porzingis had 16 points, but five of 13 from the field. And, you know, it was sort of a quiet 16, It was especially in the second half. He only had two. Yeah, two points a second half. We talked about how tired he was over and over again. And, and they did play a back-to-back. I mean, so I'll give him a little bit of that, but, you know, whatever. So the, the, the more we see of that, the more you can really start to, you know, see the pieces uh, fall into play. Now, I, we should mention uh, this whole, you know, surge, whatever. Friday is an easy trap game. They're on the road against a Memphis team that is a mess. 12 and 26. They were here earlier this year. The Wizards won without even playing very, uh, very well. Uh, I don't, I, I'll have to look at Memphis a little bit closer to see where it's streaked around, but 12 and 26 says a lot. The next day, the Wizards are back home to face Milwaukee. Uh, obviously, Giannis is pretty exciting and, uh, you know, they're a team that looks like, look, look like a playoff team. They're, you know, just a couple games behind the Wizards right now. So you can easily see that as a trap game. If the Wizards come out there, Put it away. They don't have to win by fifty. They just have to play with play play smart, play with energy. They do that. Maybe I will officially lift the ban. We're, we're almost there. Almost, not quite. But you let might me as see well what just they put do it at going ten games over five hundred. You're getting ready to do it at eight. If they're twenty four and sixteen. Well, I'm like I said. For me, it isn't solely the record. Oh, it's, obviously, it's, it's okay. It's okay. the effort. I mean, you know. It, so it, you've been picking up a loss where you feel like. 
they were, yeah. Well, that Bulls game the other night, they easily could have lost that game. The Bulls played played a great game. They made enough plays to win, but they played good from start to finish. You're talking about avoiding, like, a loss like they had when they played the Hawks or the Nets where they literally didn't show up. Well, you know, I mean, and that, you know, I, I, again, I feel like I repeat myself when you do a five podcast five days a week, I guess that's going to happen. Yeah. But, uh, the, uh, the, 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 um, it isn't the losses. It's that they just don't. They, they they just have looked lethargic. And when you get to the playoffs, yes, I get it. There's no teams with losing records in theory at that point. But if you ha- if you don't get in the habit of playing hard every game, you will revert at some point. You'll think to yourself, "Well, we're gonna just, we're, we we just won that last game. We'll win this game." You have to play hard all the time. So you know, we'll, so it's not it's not the it's not the calories. It's a, are they bad calories? Sure, I I know a lot about bad calories. Same. I know a lot about uh, bad calories. Um. <laughs> We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. What what else can I tell you? I don't know. I mean, I look. I mean, I, th- I think the Wizards. Um, you know, I mean, I I, I I I feel some almost. I guess at a loss for words. I don't really have a ton to uh, to, to 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 point out. I mean, I think it was a pretty effective win. I mean, you look at the stats. I mean, they out rebounded them. They shot better from three, better from the field, almost sixty percent from the field. Uh, the free throw is still, uh, you know, not 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 super. What's up uh, with John Wall taking the technical? I'm a little surprised by that, but so much not here every game. That what that he took the technical yeah. foul? I don't remember who was on the court at that time. Beal was, which I Well, I mean, to be honest, I don't know what Beal's exact stats are shooting text. They have not been great. The, okay. It's been a weird the Wizards shooting text this year. I would have to bet they're sort of lower in the league in shooting text for whatever the reason. Um I mean just looking at it, Wall was six for nine. Uh Beal was three for four. I just would assume I mean it was kinda of weird because it was in between Wall was shooting two. And he shot his first one, and then there was a technical on Courtney Lee. So then he was already at the line, but it just seemed like, I don't know. I, that's not who I would have take a free throw. Um, just to go back to Gortat for a second, you know, a lot of it, one thing John Wall was saying after the game is, like, in terms of why did Gortat get off, it's just basically that, look, there are just going to be some games, depending on how the defense guards Wall and Beal, will be de- will be determined for where the ball goes. That's what Hornacek was saying. From there. That, that, that they were that they were essentially willing for Gortat to get the ball and he made them pay kind of thing? Maybe. Yeah, yeah. He said that, you know, uh, that, you know, their focus is on Wall and Beal and they've been playing with Gortat long enough and he was, he got himself in the right positions to score and he did. I mean, honestly, the, you know, when you're looking up and you're doing the, you're doing the recaps, I was a little bit surprised that his season high going into tonight was 18. Just because he's a starter and at some point you figure he'd get 20 points. Uh... Yeah, no, I mean, he, he's you been... You know, I, 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 tri- I triple-checked it. Sure, sure. No, <laughs> offensively, he's been fairly quiet. But what I was going to say is that, like, you know, uh, when he historically gets off in the first quarter, and this is not abnormal, this is the way it is for a lot of players, He, he when he in particular gets going in the first quarter, it tends to lead to a, a more a better game overall. And, again, part of that is the opponent, in this case, because of uh, the, war, uh, the Warriors, because the Knicks... Are going, you know, have they're bigs. so similar. I mean, they have a lot of bigs on the court between Porzingis, Cantor, Kylo Quinn. They always have somebody out there who's got some size. Uh, it's not like these last few games where 
Chicago is going, you know, small. The, the, the Rockets are going small, so Gortat's going to have a bigger deal. But anyway, the point is, it was, just, it was good to see him get going early, and then it was sustained um, throughout uh, throughout the game. What? Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I feel like, I mean, I you know, I don't want to be like, oh, well, it's all solved. But the, you know, it was just good to see. I, I, I've got a couple other thoughts that I don't want to necessarily burn here on the podcast, having to do with. A couple of guys that I've been mulling, and I'll wait on that a little bit. But uh, but anyway, you got any uh, final thoughts? We don't have to talk for 53 minutes like I often do. Just like we opened up, it was a really clean. They just continued. They did the Pam Beasley strategy, and they, they started well. And there was no let-up after halftime. Like, you know, they weren't winning the whole time. It wasn't a wire-to-wire win. They, they were down by nine, 9 or 10 points at one point. But um, the ebbs and flows of an NBA game. And oh. Oh, sorry. That's okay. Uh, well, actually, I, I did forget to mention, there was actually some news today, if you didn't hear, the Wizards, they sent Chris McCullough to the G League, a move I've now mentioned probably on this podcast 83 times, and asked Scott Brooks about why is Scott, Chris McCullough so, not we, playing, just sitting here doing nothing. No. Uh, and then simultaneously, they waived Michael Young, one of their two-way players. Did he ever play? Not, uh, not here. He was on the roster one game, but he never actually played. Um, my take, my, my understanding is essentially as as follows. On McCullough, basically, they're in a stretch right now with a lot of home games. They're pretty healthy. Nobody's really hurt, and he's they, they don't they don't even practice really anymore. I mean, they're basically doing at most like three on three, so he's not getting any run. Period. So all those factors together, I think they viewed it as an opportunity for him to go and get some get get some work. So he'll he's a, he's in Wisconsin of the G League. I don't think he'll be gone terribly long. Maybe when this home swing ends, he'll be back. That's just that, that last part's a guess, but I don't think he'll be gone too long. Assuming everyone stays healthy. Assuming everyone stays stays healthy. Um, and look, it's I mean, it, it, it shows a complete lack of. I mean, what if I get it? They didn't pick up his option, so they clearly don't view him necessarily as a big picture piece. But nonetheless, he's getting nothing accomplished here, other than practice. I'm not going, but not dismissing that. But again, they're not barely practicing. Uh, as for Young. Basically, it came down to, and Scott Brooks essentially confirmed this after before the game, Devin Robinson right now is being viewed as the guy with more upside. Not surprising. Devin Robinson was, at the draft, was was a guy who had, some people thought, could go in round two. Um, the Wizards got him as a uh, undrafted for agent. Young, you know, interesting player, but not a guy, as Brooks said, that they really have a need for right now. Again, I've talked about this before. When you have Robinson, you have McCullough, and you have Young, not that they're the exact same player, but in essence, you're talking about three you know, combo forwards on a team that, like, where would they, you know, like, they don't have any other depth anywhere else. Like, they have the three of the same guy to some degree, especially McCullough and Robinson. Uh, you know, the little diversity wouldn't be bad. So I suspect they will potentially get, well, I, who knows. They have an opportunity to pick up somebody. I believe they have to do it by January 15th. But the key is to watch the uh, G League showcase January 10th through the 13th in Toronto, the top 25, 26 players, whatever it is from the G League get-together, uh, chance for all, the whole league to look at these guys. They may be able to pluck somebody out of that. Probably Rodney Pryor, LJ Peak. <laughs> is that, is that, are they, are they, are they doing, doing I work there? I have no there? idea. I have, not, I have not checked out the former uh, Hoyas. So, so that's the deal there. Um, I will, of course, note, as I had before, they had one open roster spot already. They have Sheldon Mack in another roster spot. He's out for the year. And McCullough was essentially the third empty seat to some degree, no disrespect to McCullough. 
now he's not even here in the others, you know. So they are going with the the true minimum right now. One, they're down one G two way player, and they only have twelve guys currently here who could play. So they are you don't need much more than that on a regular basis, but you're also not taking full advantage of the the roster limits. I just note that for the record. I think it's worth noting. All right. Well, it's also worth noting that it's getting late and we should get out of here. So, uh, Bobby, appreciate it. Uh, if you've got Georgetown thoughts, Bobby is the man to answer them. He's often on my other podcast, the Basketball and the DMV podcast, talking about Georgetown, George Mason, or what have you, uh, in the world of local college basketball. But uh, other than that, we'll get out of here. I'm going to give it one more game. The Wizards take care of Memphis. I will officially <laughs> end the band on the 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 the, 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 the turnaround talk. But we're getting close. I think. Until next time. See you. Everybody <laughs> Deal. Gets open for three. Dagger! Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.